Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger, and I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart, and Then Go Save the World. My book is all about helping people love and be loved more than ever. I believe we all have a superhero of love inside of us. Yes, even you, superhero. And in this podcast, I talk to people who are all about helping us all tap into that superhero. May this episode make a difference for your heart. Let's get this party started. Welcome, superheroes. Today we have Nicole C. Ayers, who is an author whose three books, not one, not two, but three books are about to come out. And we are having this very timely interview with her. She is an author. Um, she is an she is clearly an artist, as you'll see from her from her books and from her website. And she also is an editor. So if you are a an author and you need some help scrambling your words into a better form, Nicole can do that for you. Um, but her three books that are coming out are all about loving our bodies. So I thought that this was a really appropriate thing to do at the top of the year, as top of the year as we possibly could. And she is hailing from South Carolina. Yes. Welcome, Nicole Ayers. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I appreciate it. I'm so happy to have you. So yeah, so this is, you know, this is the time, the end of January, where we are reflecting upon the uh the New Year's resolutions that we set at the top of the year that may have had to do with our body. And this is probably right about the time when we start beating up, beating ourselves up yes. for whatever those resolutions might be. So I love that we're talking together today. So first, let me just ask you, what's your feeling about New Year's resolutions regarding your body? Uh, my feeling around New Year's resolutions, just in general, are, you know, just sort of loose guidelines. I think the only resolution that I made and really stuck to was flossing my teeth one year. Right. Um, you know, I, I had a dental hygienist and her name was Betty and she was amazing. And she just, every time I would go, gave me the best guilt trip about flossing. And I was like, I'm going to make this resolution. And I think that's the only one that I really, truly like and still do to this day years later. Um, so I mean, I like the idea of reflecting on what I want to create in this year, but everything's so malleable. And so I just, you know, try and be really open with that. Um, and I just have to do, like, when I think, though, about everybody that goes into the new year, I'm going to get toner, I'm going to get healthier, because those are the words we hear now versus I'm going to get skinnier, because that's, people think that's taboo, and so they've replaced it with that word healthier or whatever. Um, and it just, it makes me sad and also angry in a lot of ways at the system that we've created that makes people think that changing their bodies is necessary, you know, at the beginning of the year. And like you said, when, when they haven't worked out as much as they thought, or the pounds haven't dropped off the way they thought they would, or whatever it is that they're doing, or the eating plan isn't going as well, you know, it's like, uh, not only like, did I fail at this, but I'm a failure right. too. Right. And, and I think my whole the whole conversation I want to start uh, with everyone, but women and girls in particular is what if we don't beat ourselves up? What if we don't, you know, buy into having to look in this one certain way to be considered beautiful or happy or whatever it is that we need to be. And so that's really my hope that 
people will start having this conversation around what if I didn't go to war with my body? What if, you know, maybe I'm not ready to love her yet, but what if I just let her be? Right. Oh, that's beautiful. Let her be. Yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to give them the titles of your books. So the first one is love notes to my body, love letters to my body, writing my way to self-love and writing your way to self-love, a guided journal to help your, your body one part at a time. So you've, you've written this book, which is your own love letters to your body, which is so beautiful and so moving. And I'm going to let you talk about that. And then you've created this guided journal so that people can step into your shoes. You don't have to be, you don't have to be as, as even a, there's another non layer of non-judgment there, right? Like you don't have to have written before. You don't have to have written a single word down, but you're invited to join in this journey that you're leading them on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and well, and even I say in the journal, I give people some guidelines about what they could do if they want. And some of those are like to doodle. Like if, if you think I am not a writer and I just can't doodle instead or make a collage or even I think have a dance party, oh, right? Because our, our love letters, I mean, my love letters were written because that's how I process the world, but we can send all sorts of love to our bodies without actually physically writing. So yes, and, and when you say invitation, that's exactly what I want it to be, an invitation just to step in, step into the conversation and, and let's start to change that conversation. Yeah. I want to read an excerpt from your love notes to your body. So, and you did this, you did this in conjunction with, um, so if, if you're visual, she did this in conjunction with an amazing illustrator. So tell us quickly about your illustrator and then we're going to get to some of your words. Oh my gosh. Micah Gadia has been a dear friend for years now. And when this all started as my own journaling practice with zero intention of sharing it with anyone else. And one day I got that very loud whisper that said, this isn't just for you. And I have learned over the years to follow those whispers, um, burning bushes. Sometimes they've been, and I knew, <laughs> I knew immediately, like it needs to be illustrated. Like it, like I just knew that that was a piece of it. And I knew immediately I need Micah to do it um, because her art it's so whimsical. It's so fun. It just brings me joy to see it. Um, and so I, I, you know, we met up for a breakfast one morning and I was like, Hey, so I was thinking about doing this thing. Um, what do you think about it? And, you know, she kind of looked at me deer in headlights, like what? And I was like, let's, let's talk about do this. And so I sent her the dear knees note that I had written. Cause she was like, let me just do some concepts and let's just even see. And she sent me three paintings of the knees and I immediately busted into tears because it felt like she walked around in my head, you know, and seeing exactly the vision that I was hoping, um, that would make it on the page. And I was like, it's so yes for me. Is it a yes for you? And she said yes too. And I mean, it's just been such a beautiful partnership. So I love you, Micah. I'm so grateful to her for saying yes. Oh, they are so, it really is. I'm really visual too. And I love, I love a good turn of words, but the visuals, like I was so devastated when my publisher made me take out all of my drawings that went with my book because I was like, but for the people like me, like, you know, like I resonate, like drawings help lead me 
like their breadcrumbs on the path. Yeah. And it was, it was a devastating choice that I'll never forgive my publisher for on some <laughs> level, I think. But it's like, no, it's all good. It's all perfect. It really isn't <laughs> as devastating as I made it just sound. But no, but I was, I, I, I was thinking I about people like me, right? And yeah. like you too, right? That you, it sounds like you are also led. And these are the most beautiful, like these um, illustrations really do take you by the hand in a really, really gentle, beautiful, inspiring way. But so do your words. So I'm going to read one of your, one of these pages. Cause I loved, I love them all there. It was really hard for me to choose one, but I just, I really, um, I dig this one. Dear cheeks. Oh yeah. It's so, that's one of my favorites. It's so sweet and they're going to love it. Okay. So, so the concept, just in case I've been articulate, inarticulate in introducing this is she wrote to a different body part and then the illustrations go with those, her love letters to those different body parts. So this one is Dear Cheeks. Dear Cheeks, I think you are so darn cute, but my love affair with you didn't really begin until I saw you on my child's face. When I was a kid, people always commented on your chubbiness, and you, knew, and you know the word chubby gave me pause. It made me wonder if I was chubby and what I needed to do to not be described as fat because I received so many messages that being fat was bad. And then I had a baby who looks a lot like me, and she has gorgeous cheeks. They are so round and sweet and cold when I smooch them, and I realized that you my cheeks are round and sweet. I don't know if you're cold when smooched as I can't smooch you myself. I love the way my face looks, the softness that comes with you, sweet cheeks. Your roundness when I smile makes me imbue kindness to the world. And I sure do like that. That is so beautiful. So tell, tell us about the process of downloading that gorgeousness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they really were downloads. That's a great way to put it. Um, like I was saying, the, the practice started uh, about two years ago now. Um, and I, I had intentions of writing a completely different kind of book. And in that book that I was wanting to write, I w wanted to talk about how just regular people or people who would say, I'm just an ordinary, you know, Jane or could do things that made a big difference because there just been like another mass shooting and everybody was about like this one person had wrecked so many lives and and it was heartbreaking and all of that was true and I was like but the opposite's also true right there's that shadow but there's also that like one person can do these amazing things and you don't have to be famous or rich or whatever like ordinary people can do great things. And so that was the story that this book that I was wanting to write. And I really envisioned it as these concentric circles and I might still write it someday, who knows, but um, it always kept coming back to, you have to start with yourself. And what was a very painful awareness for me was that I wasn't okay with myself. And I really had thought that I was. And so it was, it was a slap in the face. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? I don't like myself. And I just realized all that had that nasty grand voice that just constantly chirped at me that I was too much this and not enough that and, you know, wrong in all the wrong places. And, 
and just was constant, this constant repertoire that would run in my head. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So, okay. So, and I'm very much about telling the truth. And so I was like, well, I can't tell other people how to do this or what I think that would be helpful if I'm not willing to, to dive in. And so that's what I did. And because I am a doer by nature, I needed something concrete to do. I mean, like I was doing the meditations and using some mantras and I would like even just stare in the mirror and be like, I love you and felt really dumb, you know, cause and, and, and the voice was still, Bleh. and I was like, all right, I got to do something. What do I do? And so I've always loved to write notes and like, I'm one of those geeky people that like straight thank you notes and all. And I was like, what if I just started writing notes to my body? And I was like, oh, well, what, you know, I took it down next step. What if I wrote love notes to her? Um, and specifically that, you know, I was like, dear body felt too big. So I was like, well, I'll just do like dear pinky toe. Cause that's really <laughs> tiny and manageable. Right. That is awesome. And so I started this journal practice and every, you know, about every day I would just literally take like a couple of minutes and I would just write whatever showed up that day to write about. And it was about, you know, six months in probably that I heard that whisper. And it was, it was literally like someone was on my shoulder and just said, this isn't just for you. Beautiful. And I was like, okay, you know, okay, what does that mean? And, and, you know, just started rolling with it. And what happened when I finally took the work, I felt that it was, there was a body of work there that I could show to somebody else, a professional. And I went to one of my edit buddies. That's what we, my editor friends. Oh, that's funny. Edit buddy. Yeah. Edit buddy. And I went to one of my edit buddies and I was like, Hey, this is what I've got. And she looked at me and she was like, you know, this is more than one book. And I was like, I didn't know that. And so I cried then too, because that was not, you know, I wasn't even intending to write a book, much less more, you know, too. And really, I always kind of knew there was a journal component here. So that's how I ended up with the three, because what had happened was some of those notes um, kept showing up. Mm-hmm. You know, I kept writing letters to my belly. I kept writing letters to my knees and like, they just got longer and longer and longer. And so that's how love letters really came to be. And so that, so, you know, the love notes really ended up being this and very intentionally being a joyful, loving, grateful experience of writing. But the truth is that the whole experience wasn't loving and joyful and grateful. It was pretty gritty at times. And there was a lot of stuff that hurt that I didn't even realize had been hurting for years and years that I needed to work through. And that all shows up in the love letters. Um, and I do, I don't think I leave people in that dark place or the gritty place, but it was necessary to talk about that too, because this isn't all an easy process. Like it's hard work. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking earlier today that God, I don't know when this was. I think it was in the 90s, like 20 years ago. Jamie Curtis was on the cover of a magazine and next to her name was something like, I weigh 150 pounds. And at that moment in my life, I was like, 150, wow, that's that's a lot. But I I don't remember how much I weighed. I, I could have weighed more than that. I have no idea how much I weighed, but I was just like, oh, 150 is okay. Like that just sounded like she was like it on a cover of a magazine, 150 was okay. And then you opened it up and there was a full body picture of her. And she was like, this is my natural weight. Like this is the weight my body wants to be. 
and no, I'm not super, but she was great. I mean, her body was great. There was like nothing to really judge. Right. And I just lost, um, 18 pounds and I just hit 150 today. And so I was contemplating that number 150 and like, uh, but how it looks very, very different on me than it did when I read that thing, because now there's a whole aging component to the, there's not just the weight, there's the aging body. So in other words, my um, negative chatter about my body, I I thought I handled a lot of the weight stuff, you know, like when I was heavier, when I was 18 pounds heavier, I feel like I was handling that better than I did, you know, in younger years. But now there's this new layer that I'm being really judgy of my body at this age, you know? So it's like a constant struggle, I think, it is. for all of us, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and that was part of, I think, the sharing of this for me is I don't know a single woman from, liter- you know, from my family, my friends, to people I would consider influencers and, and celebrities who haven't had or don't currently have an issue with at least one part of their body, you know, where where they're judging it as less than or wrong or ugly or, you know, fat or whatever the derogatory thing is that the body part's not doing or being versus the celebration of all the really miraculous, miraculous things that our bodies do every single day to keep us moving. And I'm like, what, why is that? Yeah. Like what, you know, and, and I, I mean, I, I have a lot of ideas about why that is because, you know, again, this, this system that we've created, this world that we live in that says, you know, what's important that, you know, the dieting and health and beauty, those are billion dollar industries. And so they spend tons of money telling us we're not okay. You're exactly. not okay the way you are. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and like you said, this is, I mean, our bodies are always changing and, you know, you know, I remember thinking of my teenage body and thinking that, like, I remember looking in a mirror and thinking, oh, my body's so fat. And that was like eight clothes sizes, right. ago, you know? And yes. Like, wow. Like, so even when I was at my smallest size, I wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied with what, you know, what was there. And so that's one of the things I talk about in one of the letters was like, you know, I, I mean, just because I'm doing, have done this work, I've put these books out. I'm still struggling with these conversations. Um, in fact, I recently posted on Instagram. I, my daughter got one of those, um, Instamatic cameras when the little Polaroids for Christmas. Oh yeah. Cool. Trying to figure it out. And I hit the button and the most unflattering picture rolls out of me and she is cracking up. And my, like, I literally wanted to cry. Like I had that moment of, and I was like, oh my God. And so I like took the picture and I hit it like in my purse pocket. And I was like trying to be cool. Cause I was like, I'm this lady who's talking about loving her body and oh my God, you know, I look so, do I really look like this? And all this stuff was happening. And I was like, whoa, wait. And that's like, I ended up posting it and talking about it because I was like, you know, this is the journey and it's if it took, you know, I've for 40 years was ingrained with all of these lessons about how I was wrong. It's not going to take, you know, two years isn't enough to unhitch all of that. Right. Right. And so it is because my body is going to change as I get older, as my size fluctuates, because that's what bodies do. Um, 
you know, and I get more wrinkly and my hair changes color and all those things. Like, yeah, I'm going to have to every time dig in a little deeper. Um, As a mom, you have a different, uh, you have a different weight on your shoulders (laughs) of a different kind, right? Like that's, that's so, that's so beautiful how you handled that with your daughter though. And it's great that she was laughing and Oh yeah. Like she, she literally thought it was hilarious and was like, that's so funny. And, and, you know, wasn't, and not in a mean spirited way at all. And so no, no judgment. It's perfect. They, yeah, I have two daughters and they are, what are their ages? What are they their ages? Are, uh, next month they'll be 10 and 12. That's a, and that's, this is the age. This is the age, yeah, right? I thought it was the age, but it actually was several years it ago. It was several. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 That we were talking about. Yes. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh and they truly, they are my why, right? Like I, and that was part of, I was like, I've got to get okay with myself because I don't want, I mean, I know they're going to have their own stuff, but I don't want them to have this stuff. Right. right? Let's yeah. start having these conversations and, and just give, you know, I know that they hear all the same messages that I hear, but I want them to have another voice in their head too going, what if that's a lie? What if that's not true? What if my body's really awesome and it's not too big or too little or too whatever? So that's great. Also, you know, there's one good trend that's happening in, well, it's a trend that I hate and love, which is the, um, uh, I always feel like it's a little bit of an overshare or a TMI that's happening on, on social media, right? But generally, I think it's a good thing, but that thing, because of this one point that I'm about to make, which is that a lot of those influencers and famous people are also coming forward to say, like one, like Demi Lovato the other day about depression, right? Depression, anxiety, and also um, eating disorders, right? Mm -hmm. So it's coming, so it's like, yes, I look like this, but it's it's 24-7 constant pain that I'm in that is causing me to look like this, right? Are your, are your girls watching, are they on social media? Are they watching Instagram or do you allow them? No, they're, they're both, you know, our rule has always been to be very conservative. In fact, I don't even put them on social media because I wanted them to make their own digital footprint and, you know, and, and no judgment for folks. If, you know, I know lots of people share with family and things that way, but I, we just didn't. And so they are not, um, except my oldest is now on TikTok, oh. which is, this, you know, the whole dance. I mean, and she, and she has a blast learning all these dances and teaching me and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. And so, but it is all right. But even just with that, which is meant to be this movement, there's so much conversation around judging people and how they're showing up in the videos and, and, oh. and there is, because yeah. you know what? Somebody just, just told me about TikTok like a month ago, or, or t- no, actually, it must have been a few months ago now, and it's on my phone, and every once in a while, I get a notification. I finally turned off the notifications because I was getting them <laughs> constantly, but it was, but I didn't, um, that's the one thing I haven't been looking at is the comments. I've just been watching the videos. I haven't commented or seen the comments, so are there... It's not because I mean, yeah. the videos make it look like this is just all fun and no judgment zone. We're just being ourselves. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I think it's like every other social media, like there are people who are cheering you on and then there are people looking to tear you down. Oh, um, you know, and so, and so we're, we have to have all those conversations and, um, 
one of the things you'd mentioned earlier, and, and it brought up, it made me think of something you were talking about, like the judgment and the self-judgment as you just stuff. And I had this really interesting conversation with my husband because over um, the holiday break, we were traveling and I, my husband had read the essays, but the girls had not. And they, they are in a few of the essays and I had made sure to get their permission to share those pieces, but they hadn't seen the whole body of work. And I was like, well, this is going to be out soon. I think you need to hear all of it. And so I read it out loud to them. And this, one of the uh, essays is to my eyebrows, your eyebrows. And I talk about, you know, I'd been at, at waged this war because I have these, these eyebrows that I have always perceived as being, you know, just kind of wild and unruly. They're like my dad's eyebrows. They, they grow out. Um, and I, you know, did the waxing and threading and stuff. And it literally would cause me so much pain. I was very sensitive and I would have so much pain, but I would like, like endure it because I thought my eyebrows had to be shaped a certain way. And I finally, I saw this documentary, uh, Embrace by Taryn Brumfit. And I was like, whoa, there, there's another way to be. Um, I don't have to, I don't have to be it. What if I just stopped doing it? And that was, that's been several years ago now. And so we were reading that and my husband looks over at me and he goes, you know, ever since you stopped worrying about your eyebrows, you stopped worrying about mine too. And he does have some, like, he has a few eyebrow hairs that like, I don't know if they get that, whatever they get that grows, like, you know how like old men get really wild eyebrows, like he's going to be that old man because he already has like a few of them that just are really long and wild. And it used to really drive me crazy. And I'd be like, can you please trim those? Have you had your hair dressed? Well, and I was just, you know, and I thought nothing of it. And he said that to me and I was like, oh my God, you're right. Wow. That's cool. And so it was like the minute I quit judging myself, I got to quit judging him too. And so I've really been thinking about that lately. It's like, like, how does that ripple effect out? Because I'm sure it does, you know, I'm sure I'm judging everybody less um, with this work. So, yeah, I just had that. I some reminded me, I just saw my girlfriend and she, she lives in New York and I live in LA and she came out and she mentioned at some point that she had just lost 13 pounds. And I was like, oh yeah, I just lost weight too. Like we had both just lost weight, but we both didn't notice like, cause we both could care less what the other one looks like. Right. We both see that the other one, like she doesn't look any different to me. I mean, she, I mean, if I look closely, I can see, Oh, maybe she lost weight, but I don't remember her ever. I don't remember thinking the last time I saw her that she was overweight in any way, shape or form. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like, and I was so happy that we both hadn't noticed. Yeah. I was like, that's really that's so cool that we're yeah, you're looking at each other's hearts. Yeah. It's yeah. really, it's so, and you just see beauty and it's like, like we have these spas here, these Korean spas. Do you have those in South Carolina, Korean spas where you go and you're naked? Okay. Yeah. It no. doesn't sound like a South Carolina yeah, thing. No, it's definitely that. No. <laughs> Maybe if you had them, it would be good for South Carolina. <laughs> I think it would. I, that's hilarious. That makes me laugh. No, we definitely do not have Korean spas where everyone is naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So, but it is so cool. So first of all, it's like on, I've been going for decades, right? So, but the first time you go, 
And then even every time I go, there's always like the second where I'm taking off the last vestige of clothing. And you take off, you take off your clothes and then you, you generally put on a, a robe, right? So it's right. not like, and, but then you do take the robe off and you wander around in these various baths. I can't more highly recommend it. If you ever come to Los Angeles, I was, I'm, go. I'm putting that on my bucket list. Yes, put it on your bucket list. And I'll tell you all the top ones to go to. But, right. um, anyway, but can I just tell you that the experience that I always unequivocally have when I'm there is that every single body is beautiful. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like every, I am not joking. Every single one, like even the very, very overweight plus elderly one, right? Like, it's like, right. oh my God, look at that curve. Oh my God. And I, I know that sounds like I'm being a Pollyanna and I'm faking it, but I swear to God, you just, you just, you just get filled up with love for women, you know, and the women's, women's bodies and stuff. And it, so that was, that I know that going to those has also been a healing piece for me, you know. Yeah, we'll have to get you to a, a career. Yeah, spot. I do. But yeah, that sounds awesome. That's it, really. <laughs> you know, but it, I mean, it is like when we start just to like revere each other, like and like see that the beauty and the and the magnificence that we are. Like, yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Like your, um, like your headshot that's going to go with this, that you sent me for to, that's going to go with this podcast is exquisitely gorgeous. Like, and this bright red lipstick matching this bright red, um, um, nail polish, which matches the red sparkles in your dress. I mean, they're not yeah. sparkles, but the red flowers in your dress. And it's just like, it's the most exalting smile, the most exalting everything. Your cheeks look so exalting and gorgeous <laughs> and, and wonderful. Thank you. That was a really magical day for me. Um, in fact, the, the photographer, Cass Bradley, um, she, it's called find your fearless is oh, what wow. she calls this program because her, her, I guess what she wants every woman to do is to live unapologetically. And her way of doing that is to show them, to show us what we look like in these photographs when we are really our truest selves. It's amazing. And, and I'm sharing that because she wants to um, teach other photographers how to do this across the country. Awesome. Um, yeah. She's and in South Carolina. She's in South Carolina. She's in, she's in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's Cass Bradley. Find your I happen fearless. to be flying to Charlotte, North Carolina soon. <laughs> well, we will have to check. Cause I actually am like 30 minutes south of Charlotte. So I'd love to maybe take you to lunch. Or oh something. my God. We have to meet. Oh my God. That'd be cool. Yeah. But, and so she does this thing. Um, and it, again, it's really, you know, just talk about divine opening the right doors at the right times. And I was like, I need headshots and I need not boring headshots. And I saw her work and I was like, oh, I think I want it to be her. And then I talked to um, the owner of the press that ended up being my publisher. And she was like, do you have headshots yet? And I was like, no, but I'm thinking about going Cass Bradley. She was like, oh, you have to do it with Cass. And it was just this perfect. Um, and it was, that day was really magical. And I knew like my report card for how much I'd healed because at the end of it, I was like, I didn't think about sucking in one time. Oh, that's so awesome. Right? Like that was this benchmark of holy crap. Yes. Like, yes. Um, and the other thing, so they do this. So you have this amazing morning and these, this photo shoot and which is so glam, right? just so out of the ordinary day-to-day -day stuff. And then they send you away for a few hours and then um, you come back to view your photos. 
And I came in and I sat down and they already had the projector up and cast cracks up every time I tell this story because I looked at it and it was this beautiful picture and it said, find your fearless. And I thought, well, that's just a gorgeous ad to set the mood for this. And then I like did this double take and I went, that's me. <gasps> and I burst in, I, you'll see, I cry all the time. Um, I burst into tears and I was like, oh my God, that's me. And what I realized was that's how other the people who love me, that's how they see me. Right. And I've, I've never seen myself that way before. Wow. And like, and that's what, that was, it was just such a powerful, powerful experience to go, oh, that's the way. And so I am just reveling in those photos um, because that's what it feels like to me is like love. Yes, it is love. That is what this whole podcast is about. See, she's a superhero of love and you're a superhero of love. You know, I mean, that's why I talk to in this podcast is people who are in the business of helping people heal their hearts, open their hearts, empower their hearts. And you're all about all of those things. So I want to ask more about the, um, the journal, because I know that that's what you're, I know. And, and also you guys, you have to get, you can get the, the books, all three books as one bundle, right? Yes, you can. Um, they're available for pre-order right now on my website. I mean, you can buy them individually or as a bundle. Um, and then, you know, once launch date comes, they'll be available at all the retail, you know, links and all that jazz. So. I want to, do you have anybody else that has followed your path on writing the love notes to their bodies or are your, or are your daughters doing it? I'm just curious of anybody else in your life that's doing it. Um, well, Micah, my illustrator, um, she, you know, she's definitely taken the leap and started writing some of her own notes. Um, and so that's been cool to see, um, just her being gentle with herself in that way. Um, and my girls, not some, you know, like, I, cause they're still like, I'm like, Hey, do you want to come to yoga with me? No. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> Things like that. But, um, the coolest thing happened. Um, in fact, it was just Friday night with, um, my oldest daughter, she had, um, seen a Ted talk at school and she couldn't remember the woman's name, but it really had made an impression on her. And the woman had created an app called Super Better. And I've got to look up her name if I'm going to talk about her. Cause I'm like, cause it was such an exquisite moment. And it's a story I'm definitely going to share. Um, but this app was, it's about, it was about teaching people persistence. I'm um, in resilience. And so how you, you know, how can we not get better, but how can we show up for ourselves? Mm. Um, so there's this little app and so every time you choose like if you say I'm gonna walk you know take a walk this week every time you take a walk it's like you get to get a sticker and kind of stuff it's really cool and one oh of- my god wait I have to interrupt you to just say I'm on the website it's superbetter.com everyone has heroic potential wow that is okay. so cool I also thank you for um introducing me to an interview that I have to do oh yeah 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 <laughs> thank you, your daughter yes <laughs> Because this, this is what she's telling, like, she's showing me the app and she's telling me all about it and stuff. And then she's like, can I get it? And I was like, sure. And so she downloads it and she's like, oh, one of these is about loving yourself more, mom. You're really going to love this. And she opens it up and I'm like, oh, cool. And she goes, and I'm like washing dishes and loading the dishwasher, right? And she goes, oh, this one says, give yourself a hug and tell your body you love her. And I'm like, oh, that's really great. And she 
proceeds to close her eyes and hug herself. And she said, body, I love you. <gasps> oh my God. That's so beautiful. It just slayed me. And I, and I, I, you know, I was like, Oh my God. And she opens up. She's like, Oh mom, it's okay. And she comes over and hugs me. Cause I was again, sobbing. And I was like, that's it. Like, that's what this is all about. Yeah. So she's not writing her notes, but I know that she's getting, she's it was, getting it. Yeah. Like I will never forget that little video in my mind. Like it was just awesome. That is so gorgeous that she just immediately took that to turn inward, which is what you're asking us all to do is like close your eyes to the outside influences. Just shut your eyes, look inside, find the love for your, for yourself inside you. I love that she did that. Wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. She doesn't have to be writing her love notes to herself, you know? And and again, like going back to the journal, like it, there, there is so much space there to write. That was one of the things when we were creating it, um, I went back and forth about is like, should there be lines? No, there should no, not be lines because people need that freedom to do whatever they want with it. Um, and then there needs to be so many blank pages, whatever they need it to be. Like I said, whether that's drawing or coloring or collaging, or like I said, just putting on a song and dancing. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that's been one of my big healers too, is, is putting on music. Um, I have a whole playlist, um, you know, it's just putting it on and just dance. That's so beautiful. Um, dance is really a theme this year. Elizabeth Gilbert, I think it was toward the beginning. Did you see that post that she did Liz Gilbert on dance? Well, and well, and I just listened to your podcast that you did, um, with the, the reverend this, about this farms, uh, yeah, Becca Stevens. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's like, yep. Yeah. Oh my it. God. I know. I just it emailed her yesterday saying, when are you coming? Because I want to start planning the dance party right yeah. now. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're talking about, um, um, Becca Stevens, the, the, the interview that was posted last Thursday, previous to this one on, um, 23rd, it'll, it would have been, yeah, everybody listened to that. And, but it's totally a theme. And I keep finding myself, like I was watching the Grammys alone the other night and I'm living in what is essentially a glass house right now. Like every, like if somebody had binoculars in any direction, it would be really bad. (laughs) (laughs) And I was watching the Grammys and, uh, you know, and that was that incredibly, incredibly sad day, Kobe's, Kobe's death. And, it was just a really heavy day here. Like everybody that I spoke to, it was just, it was really, it was such a very, very sad day. And, and, and it was like, we all needed to dance more than ever on that day. Right. And I just found myself like dancing on and off the entire Grammy awards. And I was like, this is good. This is good. We need more of this because I do, I forget. And I'm so glad that Liz Gilbert and Becca and you and, you know, we have to keep reminding each other, right? Because it's like, it's so many of us are sitting in our chairs at our computers for so many, you know, it's like extricate your ass, please. (laughs) (laughs) Move it around. Yeah. Yeah. It moves all my feelings around too. When I, I did that recently, um, I was having a really moment, you know, when I was spiraling, um, you know, and I just put, put my playlist on and like the third, and I was just moving and the third song in was like, the tears finally came. I sank to the floor and let it go. Like I, I couldn't get there without moving first. And again, yeah. and I 
and going back to how amazing is my body? Like she knew exactly how to untap that and what I needed to do. And I, if I just listened and let her go. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's, it's such a beautiful thing. It's such a good reminder. I feel like I need to, I said I was going to, I think I said I was going to do this. I think I said I was going to put post-its around reminding me to dance and I didn't do that. I think I need to, to really do that. It's just cause it's, it's like, it's also a hilarious thing to see on a post-it <laughs> dance exclamation <laughs> point. Like, <laughs> Even if I just look at it like, F you, I can't right now. I don't have time. <laughs> you know, well, like I mean, the- there's always cheer dancing, you know, and I mean, I mean, and truly, cause there are some people who, who aren't, you know, aren't based on abilities, things able to, to stand up and get wild. I mean, you know, blink your eye, eyelashes, man. You can, right. you know, well, th- right, right. Blink your eyelashes, right. I am not a good dancer. And I was, it's, you know, it's a glass house. So, and the Grammys were at night here, which means that. I was seeing my reflection also in like every different service, which was like, it didn't stop me. I'm happy it didn't stop me because I was like, God, I really would love, but I really would love to learn how to dance so that I can move in a way that is just prettier and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I took dance lessons for like 10 years as a kid. And I think the only thing that really came out of it was like, I can still shuffle ball change. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. I went back to tap uh, a few, I mean, I just, I didn't really study it in depth. I I studied it for a while and then I went back to it like, I don't know, five years ago or something. And I'm, I'm still, you know, it's just dancing is not my thing, but you know what? Who cares? And I got all this judgment (laughs) about it and I don't care. It's like, I'm, I'm doing it again because this is what I feel like I want to do right now. And it actually was fun to get back in and and yeah, it comes back, right? Shuffle ball chain yeah. comes back. But I don't look pretty when I'm doing it. I'm sure you look pretty. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You might I bet you do. I can tell. I can tell. Um, all right. Well, I just want to say thank you for being a superhero of love out there. Thank you for helping heal our our collective woman heart with your work and one heart at a time chipping away at the at the little barriers that we have to loving ourselves. Your book is totally exquisitely beautiful. Really, you guys just go to NicoleCAyers.com. So that initial C is between Nicole and Ayers, N-I-C-O-L-E-C-A-Y-E-R-S.com. And I'll put the link in the podcast notes so that people can get to you right away. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but I, I, love, I love everything that you're doing. I love the love notes. I love... And I, I'm going to start writing some love notes to my own body. And I, I really appreciated this conversation too. It's, it awakened some stuff in me, which is good. I mean, it just seems like we can oh, never talk about this enough with, no. with well, other women, right? And I've already like got the inkling, like I'm hoping and I don't know when, what the time frame will be. So I'll leave that out. But I already am like, there could be a love notes to our bodies. Yes. Like if people would share their notes and, um, their drawings and things that they do. Like, how cool would that be? Yes. Yes. A community like that where people can, yes, that would be so beautiful. Yeah. And you can just start the hash. You can start the hashtag now. So everybody that's listening, if you go get the books and then write your own love notes and post them on Instagram and tag. Love notes to my body. To my body. Love notes to my body. Okay, great. Yay. That's awesome. 
Is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you, your heart is burning, burning, burning to say? I think just the reminder, again, that this is a journey and just be gentle, just be gentle with yourself. Um, there's no right way to do any of this work and you don't have to get to love tomorrow. Like acceptance is a-okay, right? Like it's just all good. So just, just be gentle and take whatever time that you need to get there. You know, just, just join me. Like it, you know, just like, just, just come in, just join me. It's not meant to be perfect or just so. Hop on the love notes train. Yeah. I love, yeah. In whatever way you can or want to. Yeah. That's awesome. Yay. Thank you for coming, Nicole. Thank Thank you so much. Hey, 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 superheroes. Thanks for coming to another episode, another conversation with yet another amazing superhero of love out in the world. If you like this podcast, please go rate, review it, tell your friends about it, share the episode, please share it on every single social media, share it on your email, share it on a, on a billboard in your city. <laughs> and if you haven't seen my book and read my book or shared my book or given it to somebody that you know is struggling with an aching heart, superhero of love, heal your broken heart, and then go save the world, go get it, go get it. It's on sale now on Amazon, actually. Thanks for coming, superheroes. Have a great day.